What's that about? <laughs> I try, I'm trying to buy crypto for a month now. And like, it's not because I want crypto. It is to get access to this particular platform that has to do with NFTs. And I understand that NFTs are in the blockchain. So it makes sense to, bu to buy the NFT platform access with blockchain currency. But, oh my lord, why is it so hard to buy crypto? I bet that's what you're going to tell us about today. <laughs> yes, it is a real pain in the ass to buy crypto. That is the case. Uh, in fact, if you want to do it legitimately, that is. It's a real pain in the well, ass. Well, of course I want to do it legitimately. Well, why uh, would you want to do it legitimately? I'm stunned into silence. I don't because I'm not a freaking criminal. I'm not trying to do like a drug transaction. And what bugs me is that like the way this thing is set up, it clearly thinks I'm a criminal. It does. It, yeah, it absolutely does think you're a criminal. And it, you aren't a criminal because you want to exchange something that has never existed in the history of the planet before. And why should you feel like a criminal if you simply want to get the freaking NFT token? Yeah, I know. I Actually, this is, I think... We may have talked about this before, but just like so much about this new security and privacy stuff, like it makes the ordinary citizen feel criminal for trying to cover things up because like, you know, I have nothing to hide. Like, of course you have stuff to hide. So it just seems to be like another iteration of that. Anyway, so I've been trying for a month to, I guess it's Ether. So, 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 tell, tell, yes, Ether. So okay. tell, tell, tell the story. So you can you can give just some vague details about what's uh, what in fact you're attempting to do. Okay, so in order to get onto this NFT platform... You have to buy in with point zero three three. I want to say it again. I, I just don't want the sound to be yeah, like this is like so antithetical to what we're about. Yes, I had forgotten to turn it on. Do not disturb. Okay. So I wanted to. I want still to get on this NFT platform, and in order to buy the NFT that lets you into the platform, you have to pay for it with Ether. Exactly. Point zero three 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 Ether on the Ethereum blockchain. I assume the the beneficent creators of this uh, new platform think that this would be a good pedagogical experience in order to get more people into the crypto sphere and of course increase the range and possible market for their product. Yeah, and I mean like I said it's logical if you're going to like buy and sell items on the blockchain, which is what NFTs are, then it makes sense that you would pay with money that is on the blockchain. So I get the logic of it. However, okay. I had no idea how hard it is actually to pay. So like I created the So what what's the first thing you you're you're supposed to do? You're supposed to create a wallet. A wallet. So, so I did that. That with, was with MetaMask. With MetaMask, which seems legit and widely used yeah. and yeah, you create this sort of plugin and... for your browser and it creates a kind of area that's safe and secure where it is a wallet that has stores the uh ridiculously long ridiculously long hashes which correlate to bits on the blockchain and are cryptographically secure so you're trying to you get the magic mask wallet which is legit you create your wallet you create it mm -hmm. so you write down your seed phrase right which we will not be repeating on here and then then you have to get some crypto into the wallet Right. So this is where everything comes screeching to a halt. So MetaMask gives three options. I don't remember why I haven't even tried the third. It just, I don't know. It, for some reason, it's a non-starter for us. The first one is using a service called Wire, spelled with a Y in the wire. And um, it just never works. Like I've used every card we have, debit, credit, 
Uh, it does not like the phone numbers that we use. It doesn't like VPNs, and we may or may not be in the country where we're trying to enact the purchase. So I don't know. And like I've been back and forth with their help chat, and it seem, seems like even real human beings have been interspersing their set phrases with actual human interaction. So that was a nice touch. Uh, but nothing. I just cannot make it work. So then finally, so, after yeah, so like... So why this is for several weeks, because one of the suggestions as well, sometimes it raises the, uh, oh, right, the, the yeah. fraud flags on your credit card. And if you do it too, too many times in a row, so just give it some time. So you wait a few days and you try it with try And then we called the one time. of the right. we called our, holding we called services. One of our, yeah, one of our um, and... cards and said, we're trying to do this. We know that sometimes this kinds of transactions are, are sketchy according to your universe. So... Just let you know I'm doing this, so be ready for it. But they never, they never even got to them. They had no. No, record. they actually they saw like two out of like ten or twelve attempts actually made it that far to them. That but may they have been said a problem. you try too hard. But they well no, but they told me that they they didn't put any block. They don't block this kind of transaction for some reason. This particular bank has no problem with it, so or service or I don't know which remember even what it was anymore. So. Anyway, so it clearly wasn't a problem on the bank's end or the credit card's end or the debit card's end or whatever. It was clearly elsewhere. And so anyway, I went back and forth with chat, got nowhere. So finally, today we decided to break down and try the other service, which is Transac. But then this, this is the, <laughs> I know it's KYC, which means know your customer, but I keep thinking of it as CYA <laughs> instead. Cover your ass. Which, I mean, is probably functionally the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. So, so this is like this... Is this only in crypto? No, 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 no. This, this is. Uh, it's developed over it's time. I don't. I don't know. I don't know when exactly. That's that's the specific rules for know your customer KYC's uh, KYC laws came into place. But it's part of a longer trajectory of the uh, financial system, banking to control crime and money laundering. And the basic premise is that if you do uh, bank transactions, monetary transactions within the American system and other systems as well internationally, the bank or the certified financial institutions has to verify who their customers are. They have to know their customer. They have to be attached to a real identity. I mean, there, there's a kind of, it makes sense to some degree. So if you're getting sure. unsecured credit from a credit card company, they want to make sure you'll be good for your debts. That The, the logic there is is impeccable. You, you need to do something like this. But there is the, the dark side of this when we go into the crypto space, which is that um, the crypto world in many ways is competitive uh, to the banking and credit world in its nascent form. We don't know whatever form that will take, but they don't make it easy. Uh, they don't make it easy. And um, the whole... Wait, who does it make what easy? The banking universe does not make it easy to interact with the crypto universe. Right, because I have to use fiat currency, as it is pretentiously called, in order to purchase or trade for cryptocurrency. Right, and the cryptocurrency outfits themselves are in this gray area of of new financial products and wanting to expand their businesses, but not wanting to go awry of the law and having things suddenly shut down on them by some regulator or authority. So there is an interaction here between... The novelty and um, this uh, 
the legal apparatus, which and, doesn't you know, know how to deal with it. So far as it goes, we understand the logic, though do resent the implication that if you're using crypto, you're probably a criminal or we're going to treat which you like one anyway. Which is not the case. Far more crime is done with uh, just cash yeah. than with well, anything crypto. Give it time. Yeah, but you know, we don't cancel the U.S. dollar or track every single dollar to make sure it isn't Although, used. They probably would if they could. They, well, the time may come. They might start putting little threads inside them. Well, they like... do have unique serial numbers, so that already can be done. Right. Degree. Anyway, but so the two things that were kind of holding us back from trying Transact yeah, so is... We've, yes, yes. So we have this new privacy consciousness. Right. That don't give up your data to third parties because... You never know when they're going to have a data breach and suddenly all this stuff you've put in about yourself. And obviously, if you're talking about currency in exchange, there's going to be data that you really don't want out there. So in order to get into this platform, I had to have something to prove my street address and I had something to prove my identity, including they a did government this. issue ID. Right. So and, there's... and the government issue ID, I imagine they're doing biometrics on that picture and then... And then they did this weird thing on my, like I had to stand in front of the camera on my laptop and then it like didn't take a photo. It did this like creepy. It looked a little bit matrixy. Yeah, but like old and close to death. Yeah, so it was was basically making all the measurements between the various points. Yeah, so that's out there now. So now this Transac has this biometric um, data data about. Your face, I'm assuming, I mean, I suppose they're probably supposed to delete it, but you can never... Yeah, or you'd think that if they're blockchain-related people, they're really good on security, but who knows? Who knows? And, like, I didn't sign anything, or they didn't say that they promised never to sell it or anything, so I don't know. Maybe they do, but how do I know? And even if they say that, how do we know that's true? So, anyway, so there was giving up this information. So that was one major area of concern. But the other thing is, like, the the strength of crypto or of the blockchain is its flip side, which is that because it is a permanent public ledger of every exchange, that means anytime you come into possession of it or get rid of it or buy anything with it, it's there forever. So basically what it's doing is even while it's trying to be an alternative to fiat currencies, it's also creating the potential for digital systems to track every single purchase of every single person from now until eternity. And if that doesn't scare you because you have nothing to hide, rethink it. You should be very scared by that. Which is why uh, China is quite keen on developing the digital yuan. Not only to increase the efficiency of the system, because it would allow almost perfectly transparent um, surveillance of every single transaction of everybody. And there there are some countries that already track. Yeah, I I, I heard recently that apparently if you go to Costa Rica, if you're a resident in Costa Rica, you have to put in your tax number whenever you buy something. That's insane. That's so insane. And I I mean, people just accept it. They think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And if you, I mean, any data like that can be used, sold, marketed, to say nothing of the ways it can be manipulated and targeted against people and use that. Yeah, you know? um, state, data, stata, state, state data centers are um, no more secure than anybody else's. In fact, maybe even less secure. I just heard something recently about uh, some vaccination records from uh, Ireland or Scotland or something being leaked on uh, uh, um, in some way or another. So there's no, there's no necessary reason to think you may have legal protection against a breach but 
That's doesn't mean it won't kind happen. Of cold comfort because well, the people and also, who are going to use the breach data are not operating legally anyway. And also, I think you have to seriously reckon with the fact that if you can know everything because you have all that data, the temptation to do something with it is is going to be irresistible. I know they 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 will. That's what the that's what the NSA did um, uh, in through the first decade of this century and what Snowden revealed. Right, that they were doing what they could, which was everything. So the irony of all of this is that in the end, even that didn't work. We went through like every card we had again, and the first two were rejected because it just, it doesn't allow those transactions. Then the next one turns out had a cell phone number I had years ago and no longer have, but somehow it's still on file with this card. And because I don't have it, I can't take the text. And that was the only option to confirm the transaction. And then when I tried to get into the account online, we just realized that because Mr. Over here had access to the account, I had never gotten around to setting it up on my side. And I couldn't do it because there was it didn't have my email address on file and it only had this old phone number. So I still have not gotten back into that account. And then we finally tried one other card belonging to Mr. And then it just like it just completely stopped. Yeah. So we've probably tried, what, 20, 30 times? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So I wrote a very irritable email to this NFT platform and said, look, the the kind of people like me who are attracted to the service that you offer are not as tech sophisticated as you. And, and this, this is, is not even tech sophistication. <laughs> this isn't tech sophistication. It's just the banking system does not want to interact yeah, with well, the crypto universe. It just doesn't want to. And it wants to do it through these very narrow portals. And that is for a very specific reason, which is that they are terrified that they're going to be slammed uh, with criminal criminal or civil charges for not knowing their customers. And some, God forbid, somebody does something bad with money somewhere and you are at fault because it passed through your dirty little hands, you crypto bastards. Right. Well, so I think this is, for me, this is a novel experience of being an early adopter when something doesn't work very well. I'm just not used to that you're probably more used to that than this but i know you've been doing a ton of reading about just the like theory of crypto lately and you've been intrigued by it more conceptually than anything else because we still have not yeah i, I definitely jumped any. on the bandwagon i mean uh, 2021 is definitely the year where uh, crypto went mainstream and um yeah i've been reading about it and there and also about the promise and the perils uh and clearly one of the great promises of the crypto universe um is that potentially you can trade real native digital objects with other people in a in a in a fluid and transparent way um, with no or little transaction charges? Um, but that turns out to be um, a more uh, promise than reality. Um, and the the hurdles that have come up in in the way of it are, are myriad. Some of which are technological in the sense that Something like the Bitcoin blockchain was not made to do um, millions of very small transactions. Um, something like uh, once you know um, the origin of a particular wallet, uh, you can track everything that goes in and out of it. Uh, that was not really um, considered uh, earlier on. And there are lots of people working on how to make Bitcoin transactions slightly more um, uh, opaque to the general public by mixing coins and there's this whole sushi and samurai universe which and there's special special wallets and and they splitting coins and joining coins and doing all kinds of things to obscure but the fact is is that that's trying to overcome one of the shortcomings of something like uh, bitcoin which is so public 
So, um, and the fact that it has now reached a trillion dollar market cap, uh, in fact, two trillion, I think, if you include the Ethereum, Ethereum universe, uh, it means that it's getting everybody's attention. It's getting, there's real money here and um, there's a real potential also for uh, for fraud and abuse. So it's getting the attention of a lot of regulators and of governments who are concerned about taxation. So what's our takeaway? <laughs> it's too soon for NFTs and crypto wait till 2023? Well, I think one of the takeaways is is that um, the, the government and the states of various kinds are going to try to get as much information as they can. And I don't see anything other than something like um, a battle (laughs) to Mm. some degree between citizens or people who want to maintain a kind of privacy against a system which, again, like Web 2.0, did not have it built natively in. Now, there are some alternative coins, or as some people call them, shit coins, (laughs) that, that offer privacy out of the box. Uh, two of the two most famous ones, I believe, are called Zcash and Monero. Monero is what people have been asked to pay a lot for their um, uh, uh, ransomware because it's not very traceable. First, it was Bitcoin, but that was traceable. Now they now, but Monero because it's more anonymous. Um, so that's the, part the of what private it's ones are going to attract. Crime, yeah, they though. are. That's the problem. Yeah, they are. They are to, to some degree. Although it's again, then again, it's still not nearly as much as there is for um, for regular cash. So there are some coins like Monero and like. Um, like Zcash, that allow you to have a more anonymous um, transactions between wallets. Mm-hmm. And again, on, on Bitcoin or Ethereum as well, if you if you have not, if you've managed to acquire some outside of the know your customer process, either by mining or by just buying it directly from somebody else, there's no reason you can't do that. Um, you can spend it somewhat more anonymously, um, but you have to be careful that all of your transactions don't get suddenly linked to you. Um, And once that link is made, everything becomes transparent. Right. Well, so I think the lesson is that going forward, everything you do, you have to do with an eye to privacy and who's going to be collecting your data and tracking it and what they're going to know about you and use to aggregate to know about people in general. Yeah, and it might be that in the future, if we do move toward a digital transactional system that uses blockchain technology on some level, it might have two tiers or something say you have like there used to be a gold standard maybe people will use uh, bitcoin as a kind of reserve currency for a store value but then if they want to actually transact on a daily basis they might use something more um more that's more like cash something like monero or zcash that Mm. that allows for some um opaqueness to what you're doing day to day you know, we have traveled a lot in Germany, and I always thought it was weird and annoying how few places in Germany, at least at the time, would accept credit cards. You had to pay in cash, even like larger things like hotel bills or whatever. But now it seems like the very soul of sanity. Yeah, I know. The Germans are really um, at the at the front of the game regarding privacy legislation. Mm-hmm. Now, um, they and there's also a huge community in Germany that are clearly techie, upright privacy enthusiasts who are heavy into developing and using Monero as opposed Mm. to Bitcoin. And the reason why I think is they do have this love of cash that dates back a very long time uh, and also a real, a real appreciation, I think, for privacy and and maybe even privacy as, as, as something that 
in the modern world really needs to be assiduously guarded mm. in a way that um, that we who have not had our very uh, every aspect of our lives surveilled uh, perhaps don't understand. Well, I suppose if you have within living memory a secret police who kept tabs on everyone in extensive files, maybe that makes you a little more alert from the outside. Yeah, in fact, uh, uh, but I remember reading a quote from the somebody who was a Stasi uh, agent saying that they just um, they would salivate at what the NSA and what everybody now is able to do. It's a terrifying thought. Yeah. All right. Well, on that dire note. Yeah. Yeah, on that dire note. Um, yeah, just a, a couple of other bits of news I listened to, uh, just uh, as a bit, a couple of recommendations, two different podcasts that um, that I listen to and, and find very useful. Uh, one is called um, a Surveillance Report, and that is by a couple of young men who do a good job of sum- summarizing a lot of the news. And another one is called the um, Open Source Intelligence um, and uh, Privacy Podcast by Michael uh, Basel or Basil. Um, that uh, he is a, a privacy professional and sells his services to um, pe- clients who, for uh, reasons of personal safety, need to be have their uh, whereabouts very obscure. Can uh, they pay with Monero? <laughs> I'm sure you would accept it. All right. All right. Well, good. Well, uh, we'll we'll report back on our successes in um, acquiring or not acquiring uh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> I appreciate your uh, your optimism that you think we will get to success sooner or yes, later. But we'll see. Anyway, for those of you out there, I think there is a lot of promise in this native gig- digital money, uh, but it comes with a lot of liabilities that going forward uh, or getting into, you need to simply be. Uh, aware of and um at this point my current thought is i certainly don't want all of my crypto eggs to be in the know your customer basket all right there's a metaphor for our century (laughs) all right signing off